0: more bad news for joe biden and he just doesn't seem to really understand uh how to deal with it or either that or his administration is just a bunch of idiots probably a little bit of both um the poll numbers not looking good for democrats even the new york times is admitting it and what is visa doing this is gene and you're listening to dumbasses talking politics Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you d- I'm running a little late today, but that's not my fault. I wanted to hear Joe Biden's speech this afternoon. I did. No cuts from it. It's just very, 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 very tone deaf. And why is it tone deaf? Well, because the Consumer Price Index released their report for August. And inflation is unexpectedly up again. They predicted that it would be 8.1%, which is very high, and they were hoping it would keep going down. Instead, it ended up at 8.3% from last year. Now, one of the reasons that inflation is up is down as low as 8.3%. I I, I have to tell you, I thought it was going to be around 10. I still think it's going to get around 10 before it goes down. It's because gas prices are down. That's really one of the main things they look at. Gas prices have been down like a dollar I want to say a dollar ten. Not in California where I'm from. It's the same price in California that it's, that it's been for a while. It went down from I'd say six twenty to about five ten. But a lot of gas stations, they still are selling at over six dollars a gallon. So you don't see a lot of effect from gas. And this is the one thing the Biden administration is touting. Oh, the gas prices are down. Well, I mean, yeah, they're down. But in California, the gas prices were at 270 when Biden took office. They are now at 509. Yes, they're down from 610, 620. But I mean, they're down. They're still double what they were when Biden took up over office. And it doesn't look like they're going to go down. As a matter of fact, it sounds like they might be going up soon because. What's going to end up happening? We're taking oil from the Strategic Reserve and we're putting into the system. And in October, that expires. So we can expect gas prices to actually go back up in October, which is really a weird decision by the Biden administration considering the elections are in November. So this is really bad news. Uh, food is up uh Thirteen point five percent from last year. Um, some foods like bakery goods, meat—they're up twenty percent. So remember, I told you I bought hamburger meat. Hamburger meat. I used to buy hamburger meat for one ninety nine a pound. It's now five ninety nine a pound. So you can see a lot of this stuff is just going straight up. Now inflation running as hot as it is, uh, the Fed is going to have to do something about it, and they're going to have to do something about it quickly. Essentially, stop people from spending is what they're going to have to do. And that that is happening, by the way. People are, are now not spending because the dollar is not worth anything. But what they've decided, what they're probably going to end up doing is they're going to probably raise the interest rates about three quarters of a percent. Um, that will bring it to about 3.25%. The big problem here is, and a lot of people are saying this, yeah, no, it shouldn't go up to 3.25%. It should be put up to six percent That's what we might see the Fed do. It's going to make everything more expensive, car loans, house loans. It's going to make money very, 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 um, it's going to make, it's going to really jack around prices and stuff. So it's not a good thing. And then you're going to end up seeing actual layoffs. And that's another problem that the Biden administration is looking. Right now, the Biden administration is basically touting the economy is great because look at the unemployment rates. And the unemployment rate is good. It's slow. It's slow. It's not fast. But the unemployment rate, 3.7%. Last month, it went, it went up a little bit, ticked up a little bit. It is good. But here's the problem. Um, we're in a recession. People are not investing into businesses. And even financial institutions are seeing this. Uh, one of the major financial institutions basically said today we're laying off 100 workers. Now, if the financial institutions, which is in, which are in charge of investing our money, investing our 401 case, they're laying off workers, Do you think we've got a good uh, uh, economic outlook over the next six months or so? I mean, we already talked about Amazon's going to lay off. We've already talked about uh, Amazon laying off. We've talked about Walmart laying off. We've talked about um, a bunch of Target laying off. We've talked about a lot of companies laying off right now. How much longer before it begins to affect the job market, the job numbers? I would say not much more. And I think the problem is a lot of things can come crashing down in October. Our October surprise may be that the Biden administration has run the country into the ground. That's what it might be. Anyway, so that's what we're looking at. I mean, so you're looking at a three quarters of a percent raise, and they're talking it could be something that consistently happens. They don't just do it a three-quarter percent raise this week. Next week, we're going to raise it another three-quarter percent. There are a lot of people that are saying that the interest rates are going to have to go to between 10 and 20%. I I think that's insane. I don't know if that will happen. But if they want to slow down inflation, they're going to have to raise interest rates. They're going to have to throw a break in it. And if they do that, the economy will come crashing down. It will definitely be in a recession, or it will, I mean, we could be looking at depression at this point. Um, but things uh, things are <coughs> are just looking a lot better. I mean, now we're talking about, one of the reasons we have this inflation is we've got a lot of money in the economy and no products. So that's why they say it's a really hot economy. Well, that's true. Well, here's another problem: the rail system looks like they want to go on strike because they want more money, and essentially they want more—they want more people. The railways, which transfers our products from point A to point B all over the country, um, they have said that we just don't have enough people. We're working; everyone's working overtime. Everyone is working double shifts. They're not getting enough time off and they just can't do it anymore. So that's the big argument with the rail. They're not even begging for money. Now, I do want to point out, I find it ironic that, you know, Joe Biden is always touting union, 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 and it's going to be the unions that are going to end up biting him in the ass. I mean, you've got a teacher strike up in Washington and now you're looking at the rails, the railways having a strike also. So... The unions aren't our friends until they're not. So we'll have to see what's going to happen. But essentially what that strike will do is suddenly products are not going to be transferred anywhere. A lot of companies do not use planes and things Amazon does, but a lot of companies don't to get their product in. They don't fly them in. It's through the railways. And then Amtrak is complaining because they say if there's a railway union strike... Amtrak says they're going to have troubles going on their routes for uh, a transportation of people because there will be trains in the way. They will not be moved. It will actually cause congestion on the rail systems. So this is awesome. I mean, Pete Buttigieg, I don't know where he is. I, he should be handling this. I haven't heard a word from him. As a matter of fact, if you listen to the news, they're not even talking about this strike. And of course they're not talking about this strike. This is this is not good. So all this bad news um, and <laughs> the stock market not feeling really comfortable today. The stock market dropped 1,300 p- points. A little under 1,300 points. I believe it was 1,270. Lost 3.94% of its value. Why? People are afraid to invest. Now we're being told that inflation is up and the Fed is going to have to raise interest rates again up. Well, how did the White House handle this? Because usually what the White House does is they have a meeting today they have a meeting and then they they have a press conference. Usually Jean-Pierre or Biden will have a press conference and they will tout, uh, hey, the job numbers, the job numbers. Problem is with the job numbers. He can't really tout that. Unemployment rate went up last month. So he's going to have a tough time touting the job numbers. Job numbers are good, but we are in a recession. I mean, I the, the financial, as much as the Biden administration wants to say, that we are not in a recession. We are in a recession. But he keeps pointing to the jobs numbers. Well, they didn't just do that. And you listen to that and it sounds stupid, right? You listen to the job numbers thing and it sounds bad. But they didn't do that. They actually had a celebration at the White House, at the South Lawn. Uh, a party. A party. With about 2,000 guests celebrating the, uh, celebrating the CHIPS Act and the Inflation Reduction Act. Which, by the way, the Inflation Reduction Act is not going to lower inflation. That's one of the reasons why I'm so late today. I wanted to hear what all these idiots had to say. And they're all thrilled about this. And they're really trying to. They're really trying to push this up. Because this is going to be. These are their wins. They need to push this stuff. And they need to make it. Outside of all the the ultra-maga crap that they keep pushing. Which no one's buying, by the way. They need something to show that they're winning. And so they had this celebration right when the CPI released a report saying inflation is worse than it was than they thought it was going to be. And I mean, worse than they thought it was going to be and what they thought it was going to be was not good anyway. So yeah, that didn't go off well. Even Democrat Democratic apologists are saying this was bad optics. This was not something you should have done today. They knew the CPI report was coming out today. They knew it was probably not going to be great. Why would you have a celebration about spending another few trillion dollars on? And by the way, I'm not. I'm not. I'm actually a fan of the Chips Act. I am a fan of the Chips Act. That's where they're gonna, they're going to try and uh, it, it has something to do with the soldiers and um, um, actually pushing chip manufacturing in the united semiconductors in the united states i'm actually for that it was not a bad act and it was more or less bipartisan but the inflation reduction act was not bipartisan it was straight down political lines kamala harris had to go and vote on that one it was right down the line 50-50 so not a good thing and the democrats are getting nervous i after after the Chips Act was passed, and the Inflation Reduction Act was passed. Uh, in <laughs> Inflation Reduction Act was passed. They did get a bump in the polls. They were thrilled. Joe Biden got up to about forty-four uh, Repu- percent. The Democrats were looking good for who were running for the Senate and the House. They were looking good. Well, apparently, that was all a mirage, according to the New York Times. Democrats are not looking that great. Joe Biden's approval rating this week, well, last week, went from 44% back down to 38%, in some polls down to 36%. Um, Democrats are not doing well in their races. John Fetterman, who we've talked about right now, he is neck and neck with Oz. Herschel Walker is actually ahead of Warnock in Georgia for the Senate. So suddenly we were talking about we're not going to have a red wave. Now we might have a red wave, I don't know. But right now it's looking like the Senate is 50 50. And we'll definitely we're definitely going to get the House. That's going to be like there's like a 75% chance we take the House. And some people are saying and it's not right wing people that are saying this. This is left wing media is saying, yeah. Um it, it, it looks like this is the House is going to be definitely taken in the Senate. There's a 50-50 chance. And personally, I'd rather have the Senate than the House. And the reason I'd rather have the Senate than the House is at least we can control these judges that are being nominated. And God forbid if Biden gets to choose another judge. So it, it, it's kind of scary there. Now, one of the reasons that they're saying the polling is no good uh, and this is, I believe, from the New York Times. I, I read this article. I, I don't have it. By the way, I'm winging this today. So it's going to be a shorter podcast. But I am winging this today. Uh, so there won't be a, the website won't have anything up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll stick up the, the links later. But either the New York Times or the Washington Post said that this whole, all the polls is just a mirage for what's really going to happen The Democrats are not as well off as they think they are. Um, Apparently pollsters are, the samples are not great. That too many Democrats are being interviewed with polls. And they said, interviewed by pollsters. And they said one of the reasons that's the issue is because uh, a lot of Republicans or independents aren't interviewed, aren't interviewing They refuse to give their information. Now, I know, I get, because I'm a voter, I'm actually quite active in politics. uh, I know that I get pulled all the time. I get the text messages. I get pulled constantly. I never answer any of them. Because I just, not that I think that I could get into trouble for it even though maybe I should be a little afraid to get into trouble with it, looking at all the ultra-maga world terrorist kind of crap that's going on out there. But I just don't answer them because I just don't think it makes any difference. They, the New York Times basically was saying that the polling from 2016, how inaccurate it was in 2016 when Hillary Clinton ran against Trump, is happening again. And they're really beginning to point out. And you can see there are differences between the polls. Some polls have somebody... I mean, we can take the Herschel Walker-Warnock case. Andrew Warnock, whatever his first name is. I don't know. But if you take that case, in one poll it has Herschel Walker down by 12, 13 points. In another poll it has Herschel Walker up by 5 and 6 points. You also look at some of these polls. There's a plus minus at the bottom. Okay, they're not plus. Usually plus minus is, you know, two, three points. Okay, so if you have two people, you have a guy who's down by one point, that plus minus, it means it's a dead heat. You can actually add three or subtract three, that kind of thing. Yeah, they're at five now, five, six. I saw one that Fox News posted that had a, a, a plus minus of five. I've never seen that before. I mean, what was the point of the poll if you have an error rate of five percent? But that's that's what's happening. But, you know, you got to You got you to gotta hand it. The Republicans have have everything going for them. There should be no way Republicans lose in November. None. Zero. But they could F it up because that's what they do. They always F it up. All they have to do is point to Biden. Point to the economy. Point to the uh, drug crisis. Point to the border crisis. Point to Afghanistan. Point to um, the foreign policy. The Iran nuclear deal. Point to all of this stuff. Keep pointing at Biden and saying all this stuff's a disaster. That's all they have to do. But they always manage to screw it up. Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham today decided to put in a federal mandate of a 15-week abortion ban. Why, Lindsey, do you do this? Now, I know that Lindsey Graham does this every year. This is not something he doesn't. He does this every year. And I don't necessarily disagree with him, but it is an election year and two months from election, from the election, and you're introducing something that is actually a catalyst for Democrats. Why? Why? Talk about the economy. Talk about Afghanistan. Talk about the border crisis. Talk about the fentanyl crisis. Don't talk about abortion, which is something that a lot of Democrats are, are hot and bothered by. The reality of the matter is, Democrats typically don't vote in in midterm elections. They don't. It's just so so freaking frustrating. Okay, in our last story, yeah, we're getting out a little early. Uh, This is from the Daily Wire. Visa announced Saturday the world's largest payment processing corporation will begin separately categorizing firearm purchases at gun stores. Gun control activists have encouraged the decision, claiming it will allow for an easier tracking of gun sales to help prevent mass shootings, the Associated Press reported. Second Amendment proponents, however, See the move as a dangerous encroachment on legal firearm uh, sales. Um, this comes. This comes after a Mastercard and American Express said they would do the same thing. So why is this dangerous? Well, now we've got credit com- card companies getting involved in your Second Amendment rights. They're just categorizing it. Now, I don't want them categorizing anything. My purchase should just be considered a purchase. But when you sit there and say gun purchase, it means they have me on record as to buying a gun. That means the government can actually get those records. And it's none of the government's damn business what I bought. Also means I'm going to have to start paying cash for guns. This is a horrid decision. And again, this is the "give a mouse a cookie" argument. How long is it going to be before Mastercard, Visa, and uh, American Express say um, we can't, you can't use our credit card to buy a gun? This is what the Second Amendment is saying. This is what the Second Amendment. This is what the NRA is saying. This is what the CEO of Smith and Wesson I just received an email from uh, a mass email from the CEO of Smith and Wesson that's exactly what they're saying. It's only a matter of time before these credit card companies decide to go all the way in on this and this is all part of that ESG environment uh, environment so- social and governance scores. This is why they're doing it. It's only a matter of time before Visa sits there and says you can't use our credit card to buy a gun, and that way they can start choking off the gun stores. Gun stores will just go out of business because they they can't they can't sell their weapons. This is a piss poor idea. This should be fought in court. I don't know if they have any. I, I really don't know if they have any recourse. I think they have a. I, I think NRA and CRPA and. All the gun rights groups—they do have a recourse when it comes when they do decide to start banning. But this is a terrible, terrible thing, terrible idea, terrible policy. Okay, I hope you enjoyed it. This was a short one today. That's because yesterday's was so long. Uh, visit my website at dumbasses.talkingpolitics.com. Eventually, I'll post the links for the stories I brought up. I I didn't bother today. Have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you listen to Dumbass to Talking Politics.